I'm Bob, compulsive overeater. Uh, I had a very good childhood. Um, I actually started out life very, very tall and thin. I was 21 inches long, five pounds, eight ounces. But things changed very rapidly. My mother says it was her good milk that did it for me. I was never really fat as a child, but I was big. You know, as I grew, you know, my brother would play Zorro. I was Sergeant Garcia. You know, <laughs> those were the type of things we did for, you know, I was always a little bit hef heavier than, than he was, but we had had a great time. I never considered myself fat, but when we went to the store to buy clothing, my mother had to go to the Husky section to buy clothes. You know, the normal pair of Levi's didn't fit. I had to have the ones were cut just a little bit wider, broader, whatever. Uh, as, as we grew, my dad wanted to get my brother and I into sports. Neither one of us really wanted to do the typical type of sports, football, baseball, basketball. You know, none of that did for us. We both wanted to deal with, with racing of some type. So he started looking into, first off, the... Uh, soapbox derby cars, which basically you just sit in a little little cart and ride down a hill. Problem is everything that we could find already built, we couldn't fit in. We, we were too tall for the age group. We were a little heavy trying to squeeze into them. So we just gave that up and figured we'd wait till something else came along. And then when quarter midgets came up, that's a little go-kart type of thing with a body on it. You know, we tried getting to that point too. Same thing. We couldn't fit in any of the pre-made stuff. We, we were just a little too big, too bulky to be able to do that. So my dad decided something a little bit better for just the both of us. He bought a boat and we learned how to water ski. So we had a great time with that. Real quick, my brother and I learned how to ski faster than what that boat would go 36 miles an hour was all that little outboard would go and we kept talking to him about buy something faster <laughs> and he he waited for a long time he tried to put it off as long as he could but he finally had a boat built it was a 65 mile an hour boat it only took a couple of years for us to learn how to ski as fast as that one would go too but during that time we met a person that uh, he Took a ride behind the boat, said the boat was a very capable boat. You know, he was was involved in racing, competition water ski racing. So my dad asked my brother and I if we wanted to try what that guy was doing. So sure, we went down to San Diego to see what that was all about. And both of us got involved in doing that. Well, it didn't take long for us to be able to get up into the 100 mile an hour range water skiing. So we kept evolving with the boats, getting faster and faster boats. And finally got to the point where my brother and I were both just too badly busted up from falling in that water. That water gets hard at those speeds. It's like hitting the concrete. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we slowly evolved from there to racing the boats themselves. I, I was still doing some of the water skiing. My brother went on to actually driving the boats and racing. So a couple of years later, I decided to quit the, the water skiing and just became a pit crew for him working with, with that. Uh, did great with that. 
while I was doing the water skiing, though, I, the exercising that I was doing was way more than, than the average person. You know, in high school, I had my regular uh, gym class, a weight training class. And then on the days or after school, three days a week, it was go to a gym for two to three hours. The days I wasn't at the gym, it was running five miles. So I was burning off calories real fast. I got to the point where it was common to have a one pound steak for a, a dinner, one pound steak and a big baked potato. And I could work that off with no problem. I could eat all I wanted, never had a problem with, with my weight from that. Now, so once I quit doing the water skiing and went just to help my brother with the, with the boat racing, I started gaining the weight. I was gaining four or five pounds a year pretty consistently. I, I stopped doing the exercising, but I didn't stop the eating. Mm -hmm. And I just kept working my way up. Um, life just kept going on. I ended up getting married. That slowed me down more, less activity. And all I was doing was just working, going home, work, doing things around the house. And that was it. And I still kept eating. And eat the fast food, you know, that started coming on too. I got addicted to French fries. I was one that would stop and get French fries on my way to go get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then dinner consisted of more French fries. But um, life was, was good other than that idea of I was just gaining so much weight. So uh, my wife and I, we decided we'd start doing some diets. I never did catch on to that diet mentality. I don't like the diet type foods. It didn't work out for me. The only diet that ever did work was uh, two drinks and one sensible meal a day. The drinks were 16 ounces each based on orange juice with all kinds of stuff that was put into them. Well, my one sensible meal that I would have was my lunch break at work. I go down to McDonald's and get a Big Mac, large order of French fries, and a chocolate shake. And still with that diet, I was able to lose 20 pounds in less than a month. Held that off for a couple of months. And then they pulled that the whole thing off the market. It was bad for you. So the only diet that ever worked for me was bad for me, supposedly. <laughs> but, you know, I kept trying other various ways to lose weight. Just couldn't get my mind back into going out and doing the exercise. And I knew that was the only thing that was going to do it, but I just couldn't push myself to that. And I, I never thought about the idea of just cutting back on the food, but that's what, you know, what I've learned it really took. Uh, when I was, uh, well, I was in uh, 2001, I finally got my dream job. I had always wanted to work at Disneyland Got a chance to get into there working in the machine shop at Disneyland. Great job. I loved it. And a year later, you know, at that point, I was at 240 pounds. A year after I hired in, things happened and I was going to be pushed out of the machine shop. They had other jobs to do there. So I became a, a mechanic on one of the rides. Working there it only took about a month for me to get an injury. And that injury, I was out of work for 13 months. During that time, I was still doing all the eating. 
Plus, I was just sitting watching TV and taking taking meds, you know, painkillers and muscle relaxers. So the weight came on real heavy. I gained well over 100 pounds in that year. And when I finally did get get a chance to get back to work, I, you know, doing the work that I was doing, I was able to knock off about 30, 40 pounds of that that I had gained, but I couldn't get rid of all of it. You know, and I was doing a lot of exercise there during my, my work. On lunch break, I'd go out and try to jog a little bit. And the work I was doing was actually, for anybody that has been to California Adventure and seen Grizzly River, which is a raft ride, the lift that takes the ride up to the top of the mountain is actually a, a approximately a, a city block long at a 22 degree angle. And that that lift, I would actually jog up and down that lift three to five times a night, trying to lose the weight. Now, I'm still not dawning on me if I just quit eating that, you know, just had to cut back, but I couldn't do it. You know, I try once or twice, couldn't do it. So I just kept on that eating. I, I talked about having only one meal a day. But that meal would start at eight in the morning and end at 10 at night. <laughs> One big meal. Uh, then the day came, I was at a chiropractor's office. You know, chiropractor and myself, we were pretty pretty good friends. You know, and he was talking to me one day while I was there. You know, he was wanting to take me to a meeting, something that would help me lose some weight. You know, what kind of a meeting is going to lose weight? He said, Don't worry about it. Just come with me to a meeting. All right. So then I heard him in the next room with my wife. Hey, your husband and I are going to a meeting this coming weekend. You want to go with us? <laughs> now, if you talk to her, she says it was the other way around. He talked to her first, but that's that's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that weekend, went to my first OA meeting. Walked in and hear, heard most of the people talking about a higher power and how much weight they had lo lost, you know, and yeah, it didn't seem too bad. After the meeting was over, several people came up to me, talked with me about, you know, my problems and how things have helped them and what happened. And everybody, every one of them just kept saying, keep coming back. Come back next week. We want to see you again, you know. Uh, so, okay, I started coming back on a regular basis and listening to everything they were saying not doing any of the literature or whatever. I just listened to what they said. So I started cutting back a little bit and just listening and doing what they kept saying. You know, I lost 10 pounds over, over a couple of months and held that off for about a year. I thought I was doing good. Then one day I heard one person say in the meeting, if you don't have a sponsor, you, you're not working the program. So I went to him after the meeting was over asked him to be a sponsor. He started me through the big book. And in, in uh, three months, I had lost 60 pounds. And from there, just kept, kept losing. A couple of pounds a year from that point on, we're doing good. And it's it's just great. I mean, if, if I would have heard everybody in the room talking about God, I probably would have never come back to the second meeting. You know, but as long as I kept hearing, you know, the higher power thing, you know, I could deal with that.
when I did get my sponsor, I told him, you know, God wasn't really a big thing in my life. I was raised with a vengeful God. He was going to get me for everything I did. So he, he said, use the group as your higher power. He said, do you believe the group believes you can do it? I said, yeah, everybody in here has told me I should be able to lose weight if I follow the program. He said, okay, the group is your higher power. So I started believing in that. So when I'd go to the grocery store, certain aisles I'd be walking down, I'd be looking at things there. And would I take that to a meeting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I feed that to my sponsor? Would I do, you know, <laughs> that's the way I started working on things. And when he said I needed to actually find a, tr- a true abstinence, something I, I could stop or um, a specific diet that I could use. Yeah, I thought about it a little bit. You know, he told me, just do like, like AA does. They don't stop drinking. They only stop drinking the alcohol. So it's just find something in your food that you eat that you sh- you know is not good for you and you can stop. So I thought about it. I decided French fries. You know, I was eating 10 to 12 orders of French fries a week. So I can stop eating French fries, see how that does. So I stopped that. And after a couple of weeks, I could see uh, it wasn't bad. I wasn't hungry just because of stopping that. So I started cutting back a little bit. Instead of getting the, the Big Macs, I would get just a regular hamburger, you know, whatever place I'd go to, I'd get lesser, you know, smaller portions of things. I kept cutting back and cutting back to a point now, if I go to a fast food restaurant, I order off the kids' menu. Mm-hmm. You know, chicken nuggets and apple slices and a small soda. Uh, or milk, actually prefer, and I don't refill that soda if I do get that. <clears throat> that small cup is all I need. And I've learned if I go to a restaurant, when I when they first bring the food to me, most restaurants feed you more, way more food than you really need to be eating. So when they first set the food down in front of me, I ask right then and there, I need a to-go box right now. They bring me the to-go box, I'll split things up, separate it right there and push it off to the side because if I don't sit there looking at it I don't keep nibbling at it my wife was always one that would eat slow I'd eat fast so while I was waiting for her I just kept picking at it picking at it until there was nothing left on the plate once I was able to slide half of it off out of the way and not see it I didn't didn't have the problem of wanting to eat it anymore and I've learned portion control through this program and I've had a lot better better life now since then. I'm down 130 pounds. Don't show. I know I'm still fat, but a hole clear out there on the end of the belt. That's where I was 15 years ago. So things have, have gotten a lot better for me. I, I do now a lot more exercise. My lunch break at work, but the building that I'm in, is a quarter of a mile all the way around the outside of the building. So I do a slow jog around there and then four uh, fast-paced walks after that to keep the heart rate up. So I'm doing a mile and a quarter during my lunch break, then go back and go to work. And by doing that, I'm not eating during that period. I do have little things to eat now and then through work. You know, I'll have fruit or vegetables, but I don't have a full-on meal. So really, I only eat two meals a day and then a couple of snacks that way. 
And that, that works good for me. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, the, the way I've learned or with what I've learned in the program, I feel now my brain has been reprogrammed. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, thank you. I'm not wanting to eat more. I'm just as happy eating lesser, lesser amounts, and I don't have a problem with that anymore. Uh, overeating can't fix any of your problems. Can't mm -hmm. fix a broken car. Can't fix my plug plumbing. All it can do is make me fatter. So I've had to had to figure that one out. Took me a long time, but I've got that one now done. And it'll never right or wrong. It, you know, it, it can't bring back uh, a loved one. There's nothing I can do about that. So I've learned that any problems that I have in my life, I don't want to eat over them. If you eat over a problem, you have two problems. You know, not only the problem you had, you get, you know, overeating, you get fat. That's all there is to it. And what I've learned through this, you know, the craving is my higher power telling me that there's something wrong in my life. When I have a craving, I start doing a lot of meditation and look deeper into my problems that I've got in my life, what's going on. And I'll, I'll usually come up with something. If I can't come up with something relatively quick and easy to figure it out, I'll start working the steps and doing the, the nine tools. And eventually I will find out what's going on, what's causing me to want those cravings, wanting the different foods. And it's usually some little simple thing that it's fairly easy to straighten out and take care of. One of the things I've told my sponsees, an easy way to, to find out what's going on with your life is get a, get a notepad and everything that goes into your mouth, write down on that notepad. What went into your mouth? Even if it's your fingers, a pencil, anything goes in there. Write it down. And what were your feelings before you did it? And what were your feelings after you've done it? Pretty soon you'll start feeling or start seeing there are certain things cause certain feelings. Certain feelings cause certain things to, to want to eat. And you can control your life that way a lot better. You start figuring out certain foods you don't want to eat because they're going to cause you certain type of feelings you don't want. And if, you know, when you have the certain feelings you don't want, you're going to want certain foods over it too. So when you start eating those types of foods, start figuring out ways to not do the things you've been doing. Uh, it, it's just, just beautiful. My life is going so good now. I'm so happy with things. And well, while you're doing your talking today, you know, talk whatever you want, but something I would like to hear from everybody. Uh, if you're still fairly new to, new to the program, have you accepted powerlessness over your food? And if you've been in the program for a while, what do you do to assure that abstinence is first on your list for the day? I want to thank all of you for being here and listening to me. Thank you. Thank you.